<laughs> Woohoo! Yeah! And look at that, Graham slips under the radar. Yes, welcome everybody. It is Thursday. It is nine. So it's UK Cowboys time. And how is everybody feeling that this is the final preseason show? <laughs> it, it could swing in two ways, couldn't it? It's like, yes, preseason's finally over, but it's like, damn it, Cowboys football's really in. It's like a roller coaster of emotions that I don't think we're ready for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's all already all going on. But that is what we're going to do tonight. We will be pitching all of you at home as well the questions. Uh, so get answering and put in, in the comments as we're asking them. Uh, there will be plenty and some predictions as well. We'll chuck that in there as well. But should we do this right, guys? For the first time, for the first time, I'm going to hit you with this. Oh, how did that make everyone feel? Man, got a twinge in my toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, can just... anyone guess which one has just got off an aeroplane? Take a guess. There's your first question, everyone at home. Well, it's definitely not the spike that Legion's supposed to buy because he's just turned around. There's got to be yeah. someone sat in there. Yeah, in case anyone doesn't follow, in case in case anyone doesn't follow me on social media, I've literally just came back from Greece from a Greek wedding, and I still feel rough as hell. So. We were talking off air though, weren't we? Now, can you really class it as a real Greek wedding? Because there were no plate smashing, Paul. You told us that's just apparently that's an old, that's an old, apparently that's an old tradition. They don't really do that much anymore. So, but hey, I loved it. I had a great time. I was more than merry. Would Mm -hmm. you say? I Mm -hmm. literally nearly jumped in a swimming pool with a kilt on. So Mm -hmm. it was a good, it was a good night. So. Um, and, and they always say nothing goes wrong if you jump into a pool in just a skirt. Uh, well, it was just, it was just my. Uzo, uh, oh no, no, no! I, I am no, no Lloyd, no Uzo, no Uzo. I cannot drink that. That, yeah. that is just absolute vile. That stuff is foul. And oh. do you know what's really bad about Uzo is that the next day, and you're all hungover, you think, I know what I'll do. I'll have a nice, cold, refreshing drink. Boof, you're drunk again. Mm, true, true. I've completely hijacked this news and updates. So as this you is were, the news like, and updates, mate. The news and updates are you the, the, the news is that you're back safe and well, Paul. That's the news. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> uh, all right. So I'm gonna hit you with some facts and then I'll hit you with some news. So, first of all. Uh, of the nine players the Cowboys drafted this year, all made the final roster uh, yep. in one way or another. Uh, with the undrafted free agents the Cowboys took on this year, that's 14 players on the roster drafted in UDFAs. So, uh, Marcus Mosher made a really good point, actually. I think it's since 2002, I mean, if it's 2020 or 2021. Every single draft draft pick that we've yes. made is, is in the roster right now. Correct. Yes. So um, from this year's draft stock and last year, that's 20 players on this yeah, uh, that's, roster that yeah, we drafted. That's more than two-thirds of the squad, not one-third of the squad. So 
I know. Yeah. And what's crazy, you know, like when you think about it, everyone always says like, oh, we got 11 draft picks. That's what we were saying last year. And you're like, you know, but you won't expect all 11 to make it. Well, they did. And not only yeah. did they, all nine draft picks they had this year made it too. Yeah. What do you crazy. make of that, Gray? I can see you looking there. Well, there, there wasn't much addition in free agency, so you've got to throw your <laughs> roster somehow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the one thing I will say is by doing what they've done, the Cowboys roster is actually the second youngest in the NFL. I, I don't know about you guys, but that's not a good thing. No, true, true. It's, it's very, very inexperienced. Like, I raised the point on Tuesday night. Um, well, the Cowboys have one player over three years in the offensive line. Mm. Well, that might change if we decide to bring in Jason Peters. Who, oh God, well, yeah, that will change. Well, yeah, we have another addition that has happened today as well, mind you, on the offensive line. We'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Jordan Lewis, just so you know, he will be on the field versus Tampa Bay. He practiced and. Looks like on the field. On other news, Tyler Smith was at practice today, uh, playing at left tackle. So that looks like how it's going to be for the Tampa Bay game. Uh, a lot of people talking, especially when we put the posts up about uh, the roster, the final roster. They mentioned about backup quarterback. Well, Mike McCarthy has come out said Cooper Rush will be our number two. They were his exact words. Uh, so he will be penciled in to be on the sideline come week one. Um, so there's another little tidbit, right? Additions. So there have been additions, and we go through the 53 in a moment. Um, so they signed Quadri Allison, the running back, somebody who, mind you, Dan Quinn has played with before or coached, I should say, rather than played with. Um, quite interesting, but they have added offensive lineman Dakota Shepley, uh, to the practice squad so that's the 17 man practice squad because bear in mind Isaac Alicon uh, under the pathway program doesn't count towards that, that. he's yes, 27 I'll... years of age go on sorry Paul I was going to say Alicon is no longer under that agreement anymore so yes he is and he's got the, this is his last um... year this is his, this is the last one I was actually with um, you know BJ Nix on Saturday and we were talking about this uh, mm. This is his final season of that. Uh, then they have to make a decision. Uh, but yes, Dakota Shetley, uh, he's 27 years of age. He was the he was a, a, a fifth overall pick of the Canadian Football League and was an undrafted free agent. Signed with New York Jets before going back to the Canadian Football League. Now he's been signed uh, by the Cowboys. That is literally before we went live, that news came in. Um, so they've added another offensive lineman to the practice squad. So whew. I know you um gave a, a quite a, a long speech, Graham, about the offensive line. How does that make you feel about another offensive lineman in the building now? Indifferent, <clears throat> indifferent. Um, I, I, my knowledge is that they've they have nine offensive linemen at the minute. Mm. Um, like I, I raised, I raised the point on Tuesday night show with Brian that um, all of a sudden we're quite happy to play, to start Conor McGovern at left guard, knowing full well that he was a backup. I, I referred to him as a backup's backup on Tuesday's show. So yeah, it's a bit of a worry. 
I don't know how you guys are feeling about it, but like Paul, eh, no Paul, Lauren tried to raise my my spirits by saying, you know, um, it's a group of young guys that will ascend. Hopefully, that's the plan. Um, yeah, you only have so many, so many windows of Dak Prescott. Mm, um, true. Zeke's not, Zeke's not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have to decide what you're doing with CD Lamb at some point. Um, Dalton Schultz is in a one-year deal. Um, this this talk of win now. The Cowboys' offensive line is not ready to win now. Um, yeah, I, I I may be doing the guys a, a complete disservice, but we can we can only react to what we know, what's been put on paper, what has been play, played like how the play was in twenty twenty one. If Terrence Steele keeps ascending, brilliant. Um, if Tyler Smith develops a left tackle even though we signed them to play guard if he does that in the next week and a half even better um we drafted a center because we weren't we weren't happy with who we had at center um we brought in lindstrom because we wanted a bit of competition there he hasn't made it so yeah I'd love to be on a fly in the wall when Zach Martin goes home at night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll get into the 53-man roster now. Um, and everybody at home as well, give us your predictions um, because I'm going to ask uh, during each position um, some predictions uh, uh, and we'll do some overall predictions at the end as well. Um, but yeah, and we'll go through it step by step for Paul. It may be as well because you haven't seen been in the thick of it all since I've been completely isolated. I literally I don't even remember what day it is, to be honest. <laughs> I told you at the start of the show is Thursday and it's nine. Well, it's no but, longer nine. It's I, 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 than that. I was just for a speech, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you really are tired because you're not even getting sarcasm. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Let's get into this, right, guys? So uh, the, the quarterback position, fairly easy. All right. Uh, Dak Prescott, he is the he, – not only is he QB1, he's the one QB on the active roster. In terms of practice squad, Cooper Rush will agree. As I said, um, Mike McCarthy has come out and said Rush is going to be the number two. But – in terms of the quarterback position there, is there any surprises or are we quite happy with what we've got? And how do you foresee the core? It's, it's fairly simple, the quarterback position, because we know it all revolves around the one. But any predictions yeah. on the quarterback position, guys? I, I was kind of hoping Will Greer would have made a big bit of a push, but mm. who knows? But it just seems like Rush has just got more of the side of Kelly and Moore, I think. I mean... He's know. he's done it as well in a regular season yeah. game. When they've asked yeah. him to, he's he's been yeah he, he's he's done that. So yeah, I mean if it's not if it's not broken, why why replace it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, it also doesn't fill you with massive confidence. It, I mean, in terms of who back who's backing up Dak because and and I know and I know Graham's a big advocate of it as well, saying that 
your QB one goes down, you're pretty much not going to win. Season's over. If Dak's out for three weeks, can Cooper Rush get at least two wins? I don't think he can. It depends who you're playing against. Well, let's be honest, though, Jamie. We didn't expect to beat Minnesota. Let's be honest. Yeah, we, true. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We, we also like, like when Cooper Rush was in, everyone was like throwing the Cowboys down the dustbin, pretty much. Yeah. Like all the media pundits saying, "Yep, yeah, it's going to be an easy win for Minnesota. It should be a walk in the park." Cooper Rush, all fair credit to him, stepped up and actually played a really good, decent game. Yeah. So. Fair play to him. Yeah, true, true, in, true in, in that aspect. And I don't want to kind of dwell on the past, but if I, if you look at it all those years ago when the Cowboys won the Super Bowl and um, Triumph went down and they put Bernie Cozar in and he won, a, he won a few games. And that's the kind of the, the, the way I was trying, kind of thinking about it is that you, you, you back up probably, he, he needs to kind of help you along the way. Yeah, you, you're not going to get Cooper rushing and he's going to throw for three, four hundred yards a game, but you need him to manage it well and I, I just yeah, I, I couldn't see it. If, if we needed those two, if there's maybe two wins, he, he would get them. I, I think that there's a few people out there that would probably serve better as a backup, but who knows? It's a little All bit. Right. I, know we, I know we've touched on it a little bit. It feels a little yeah. bit like nah this season with the Cowboys. I think it's just more so because it's yeah. We just we just we've not really kind of been in the in the media as much as we usually are. And there's it doesn't sit. I don't know if anybody else feels but like it just doesn't feel like there's that buzz around the start of the season. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it's because everything's been quietly right. done. Hmm. You're right, but. The, Quietly isn't the Jones's style. Um, <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yes, that is I true. Mean, there's been no no big off season splash at all. Taking a taking a guard well, tackle isn't sexy. Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr is actually pretty decent, mm. to be fair. Anthony Barr was a B-list signing. Let's not kill ourselves yeah. on. If 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 you're talking Anthony Barr yeah. from three or four years ago, then you'd you'd say that's a splash. This is. But this. the question the question is though, does he bring actual quality depth to our linebacker core? I would say yes. Agree. Oh yeah, definitely. To, to, our, to our linebacker core, yeah. Like I'm, I I I would still start him over Leighton Van Der Esch. Personally, I don't know. Van der Esch this off season, ironically, you know, we're talking Dak as well. So we'll, we'll go down this road. If you think about it, that late Van der Esch had a good off season, but look at this Dak, who's always started the season, the last two seasons injured, good off season, hasn't been injured. Leighton Van der Esch, good off season, hasn't been injured. Malik Hooker hasn't been injured. Uh, and you've got Tank as well. Has been injured. That's what you want from your preseason. Would you could touch, please? <laughs> could, you, could you just touch a, a wooden I, table or a yeah. lamp or something? <laughs> <laughs> just completely My desk is wooden. Hey, I should run on more holiday more often then, if that's the case. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's when you go to the games, it all goes wrong. I, I feel. Oh, I feel really, mate? Really? 
I feel, I feel sorry for oh. Brian on the, um, on the post game show Tuesday because Mike's just jinxed it and watch, not like I said, just saying exactly, watch Dak get injured, watch Zeke get injured, Mike Smith get injured, watch Mike Parsons get injured. And it's Mike's fault. It's Mike's fault. He jinxed it. Is I'm used to it being my fault. Yeah, Jamie, you just me- messed what Mike just said to me there. It's like it's my f- <laughs> it's my fault when I go to a Cowboys game, we lose. Yeah, to be fair, you should change our Twitter handle to Jonah when you're in Texas. Oh, God. <laughs> but to to the point that Jay brought up, like, yes, I am a huge advocate of if QB1 goes down, that's pretty much it for the season. Yeah. But on the other hand, that doesn't give you permission to just mail it in. And right now, the Cowboys only have one quarterback. Strictly speaking, they only have one quarterback. We've got these two guys sitting on the practice squad who anybody could pick up. Does it alarm any of you that nobody's going, well, what about Cooper Rush? Nobody's Cooper Rush is not in anybody's conversation, as far as no, I know. No, no like, I, I was generally surprised. I'm, if anything, I'm just more surprised that it was just the one quarterback has just been listed out so far, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. huh, okay, whatever. Which, which makes me think that QB two is not on in the Cowboys organization right now. Mm, yeah, I, I don't know. They, 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 Mike McCarthy has. He has said it. He said Cooper Rush is our guy. He's come out and said it. But that, that was my first thought, Graham, when when the um, when the news came out of the kind of the cuts that they were, were going to bring in another quarterback. But so here it is, then, right, Jay? While you're talking, I'll ask you first. In terms of with Dak and everyone at home, answer this one too. Where do you foresee Dak now? Last year. <laughs> The Cowboys' offense was first in the NFL. Where do you see that this year, and where do you see Dak ranking this year? Let, let's say just like in yard ranking for now. Um, I'll, can I, I'll can I side a bit just a little yeah. bit in terms of not not rankings? I think this. I think we'll we'll see what Dak's made of more so now. What I mean by that is this is uh, this is. Easily the the poorest offensive line he will have played at since he became star. You could argue, you could probably say, it's, it's, it, due to injuries as well, to, to develop that this is probably the the weakest receiving core that he's had. Yeah. So let's see what he's made of now. You know, I mean, not that we didn't rely on it rely on him in the past, but now we need him to step up and be that leader and be that quarterback that we know he's going to be because he's he's not got the high calibre of player that he's used to playing with. So it's, let's see. I, I still think he's one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Um, but I think we'll, we'll really see that this year with, with how he's going to have to adapt to playing with a different patched up, still probably a patched up offensive line and and for the first few weeks, probably a patched up receiving car as well. I'm gonna, I'm gonna head out with it, and I, I think yourself, Jamie, and yourself are gonna disagree. I think, regardless what our wide receiver core is right now, I think they're gonna ball out. I mm. don't know why. It's just a drop feeling, and I think Dak is actually gonna have one of those years where he actually turned 
and like, FPA. Like, like, well, I, like, what the way I'm trying to explain this is like, like your your, your Turpins, your or the guys that just made this squad. They're going to have like one of these games, like one of those guys are going to have like 100 yards a game type of thing. Like, yeah, just yeah, out, yeah, just yeah. out of nowhere. Like depending mm-hmm. who we're depending who we're playing. So, with that being said, I think that will be in the top five conversation. I know it's a big, big thing to say, but. I can't help but have this gut feeling about it because we have been been very dead gloomy about this whole situation about the wide receivers and that. I think it will just turn over and actually might surprise us. Who knows? Who I'm, knows? I'm with you. I'm with you. And there's a question at the end that ties in nicely with what you're saying there, Paul. But, you know, Graham, let's say like, because we've seen it a little bit this year, Dak using his legs a bit more. Um, so, you know, you're going to have those like, not massive, but let's say like, 30-yard, 40-yard rush games, right? Which is perfect for Dak. That just totally changes the offense. How do you see, at the end of the season, Dank being racked in, like, a quarterback rank? You know, saying the QBR ratings, I know it's not a be-all and end-all, but where would he rank at the end of the season, do you think? I think Jamie's head on the head. I think it'll be top 10 and no more. Um, Paul, I want to believe you. God, I really want to believe you. I really do. But for me, every every unit except Dak and possibly the running back Mm. situation, every unit is arrowed down. It's depleted. depleted. I do agree with you on that. I do agree with you. I I I can't see how that doesn't transfer to stats um we, we, we what shape, you know, so many there's so so many ifs how does how does cd lamb deal with double coverage how how fit is michael gallup how well is tolbert gonna hit the the ground running how well is um potentially two rookies um gonna hold up in the offensive line is Dalton Schultz going to have a thousand yard season that we all pray that he does? And I, I made the point on Tuesday's show see if Dalton Schultz has an injury somewhere, you're screwed at tight end. Uh, no, I, I don't mm. think so. I don't no, think yeah. so with that one. I'm I liking, yeah. I do like Jake Ferguson. I like what he's been doing yes. so far. I'm, I'm with you, Paul. On right, that. I, 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 I have to disagree. I'm sorry, Brad. I do disagree on that one. But, um, Jay Ferguson, I have been like from what I've seen so far, he has been quite a a reliable source in preseason. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is, if it was Greer or if it was Rush. Do you imagine if it was Dak Dak throwing the ball to him? That's mm-hmm. that that has potential. I yeah, will say me, that. For me, he's, so a blo- I, he's a blocking tight end. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I agree. But from what we've seen so far, he's been having really good distribution of catching the ball, getting mm-hmm. the the yards after after contact so he's been quite efficient that way so we're actually yeah. seeing more of a Schultz role Ish. yeah yeah so we're, we're having that hybrid so um yeah. he's, he's done enough in terms of blocking if you like yeah. I mean let, let, let's stick with the tight end then right guys um so we've got Dalton Schultz Jake Ferguson Peyton Hendershot as well on the practice squad obviously this is down to injury as well um, you have Sean McEwen on there on IR, Ian Bunting. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, Peyton Hendershot is another guy. The only thing I worry with Hendershot is that it just looks like he needs to develop a little bit more to get the game to slow down. I think time. Will, I think give it, give him time. Give him time. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, like with Jake Ferguson, it's getting the gym. With Hendershot, it's learn the game a bit more. See, well, see, I think this is a more of a question in regards to like if we see the a, a really good massive development either between Hendershot or Ferguson, mm-hmm. that now puts Don Schultz in jeopardy for next year in terms it of his contract. On him. It, it puts pressure on him for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, either way, if, if if Schultz balls out, but yet the other tight ends, but other teams are going to come in for Schultz regardless. We're not going to be able to compete up with that for the whatever. And we said, okay, we've got Ferguson, we've got Henderson, we'll do with them for next year, you know? Yeah. Because, I, I mean, think about this, right? And whether you agree with this or not, the tight end room right now is better right now than how it was at the end of the season. No. Interestingly, you said end of the season. End of the season, mm. yes. The, the, so, like, the, 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 the tight end, end room has started this season is better than how it ended last season. As as much as I'm on the, the bandwagon of Jake Ferguson with um, with Paul, I think it's that I think it's the weakest position on the whole roster this year. It's just oh, it doesn't <laughs> excite me whatsoever. I'd still say, I would say just slightly upgraded. Mm. Slightly. I'd say it's upgraded. But, um, will Schultz uh, be on uh, this uh, team next year? Do you think? Oh, do you uh, think that there's two guys behind them and including Sean McEwen will do enough to slide him out the building? Do you think? Or do you think Schultz is going to have an absolute screamer this year and we'll have no choice but to sign him to a long term deal next year? I, d- I don't think it'll be an our, I don't think it'll be our decision to sign him. I think it'll be up to like mm. Schultz will either want to test the market. It's up to him, end of the day. So, so, yeah. um, um, but, I, I don't think Schultz will be here next year. I think personally, I don't. Well, what I will say is that they've they've got plenty of cap room to keep him around True. if he does. True. Um, mm-hmm. The volume that Dalton Schultz will get this year will be a huge increase. Yes. Yeah. But, but again, that's not going to bode well to signing him. You know, okay. if he does get the 12, 1,200 yards and eight nine touchdowns. Um, there, there will be a market for Schultz and um, you know when, whenever the Cowboys seem to compete to keep a, a, a ball skills player it, it turns into a large deal to keep him around and so that's, that's the one thing that scares me is that he's what, on what on roughly 11 million this year I, I feel and good. He's not, like, he's not worth 11 million this season. And like, and like yeah. if he balls, if he balls out this year, he's going to command a hell of a lot more than 10 million this year. And he's not, well, a 10, he's not an 11 million dollar white t- t- Well, based on the market, he is. Yeah. When you compare the other tight ends that are on a higher salary on them, they've done less mm-hmm. than what Schultz has done for sure. Definitely. You know, so. Yeah. Do you, um, do you find less though? Because really, if I anything, it, last year was the, 
the only year you ever really heard. David and Joko. Oh yeah, David true. And but I mean, it's it's always one of that things. It seems with the Cowboys, and it gets to contract year, and then people ball out, and then they get the money, and then they just sit and go, well, "Screw it, I've got money." And think about this as well, though, Jay. Think about this. How many games does Dalton Schultz miss? True, but also how many games does he change? I think, or, or, given the fact that or, Michael Gallup stand out as, and if if he was going to pick an MVP of the game, does he stand out at that higher? Well, let's put it this way: Michael Gallup is. We'll get to the wide receiver in a moment, but he's not starting the season on pup. He's active, so they think he's going to be around by week, week two or week got, three. It's got to be less than week four, otherwise they yes, would have put him on that. I know, I know it's a, a, at the maximum it will be week four, but they reckon he'll be hit there earlier than that. Uh, yeah, so they're, they're feeling week two or week three. But that means that when we've all been saying it all season, right, the wide receiver call, who's going to be the second wide receiver? Who's the second wide receiver? Well, the second wide receiver for week one is Dalton. Exactly, Gray. So, and that's or, what I, you're paying him to be. I would argue he's going to be the second receiver for September. We, I, I agree with you. Him and him and Prescott will get into a rhythm. See, th- this is the point I was trying to make. I this is where I'm. Yeah, kind no, of sta- I'm with you. Like, I'm with so, you. great comment from the big Labarski. Like, this is exactly <laughs> what I was saying. So, Schultz will be gone, and Ferguson Henderson will be our Schultz and Jarwin next year. Yeah, that's I I, like I, if that's how things are. Like, I, it just really depends how. The front office is it's, it's, it's more down to the front office more than anybody. And let's like, not forget the X factor, the agent. Oh yeah, well we can't forget that guy. So. <laughs> how, 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 how many times? How, how, how many times does an agent completely screwed us over over the cab? How many years? Hello. One of your highlight time. clips you've done you actually made me barely laugh. How can we forget what, that guy? What, 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 what do you reckon? Is anybody, anybody wondering what Jason Witten's doing at this moment in time? Yeah, yeah, enjoying himself, that's for sure. But all right, let's move to the running back position, right, guys? So it's Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard. We knew that was going to happen. The RB3 position was where we were very interested in. As it, yeah. It, started breaking through the preseason. Uh, Rico Dowdle uh, actually cracked the spot. And to be honest with you, as I put in the write-in, I actually thought Rico Dowdle did play well. And give look at it last season. If he didn't get injured with that hip injury, I think he would have been on the roster last year. So really, he was just piling on the pressure from last year. But on the practice squad, we got Malik Davis, who made it. Um, and we mentioned at the start uh, of the show in the news and updates, Quadri Arlison as well. On IR was uh, Aaron Shamplin from the uh, injury he had in the last preseason game against the Seahawks. But here's a question for you guys, and we'll ask everybody at home, uh, is after all of this, will Zeke finish as a top 10 running back this year? Easy. I No, wait, so... This, this is a complicated question. Mm-hmm. Like if, you, if you were to put them, all the running backs in the league with no offensive line and just run yep. down the hill and do yep. all the skill sets, yes. But it all depends on your offensive line. I say that with every bit of my body right now, my broken body from coming back to Greece right now. Um, what I mean by that is, if you cannot get your running back going behind the line of scrimmage for your 
offensive line to make those gaps? What is the like? You're not going to get those yards or those stats. You're going to have those negatives. So it it really depends on how our O line has like just basically do their job. If they mm-hmm. can't do their job, our running backs can't do their job. We can't have defensive ends or linebackers coming through a gaps or come coming around the edge so easily and making the making the tackle, like. And everyone said, "Oh, that was that was rubbish." Our running backs are not doing so much. It's like if you really look at the, the film, look at how the offensive line doing it. So, if anything, I'm not that particularly worried with Zeke Pollard, Dowdo. I'm happy with our running backs. I'm just more worried about how our O line are going to provide for our running backs. Do you know, just to kind of just to flick on back on that Paul, um, it's probably the one position I'm not worried about this year. I'm 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 not worried about it one bit no, whatsoever. No, 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 like, 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 like everyone's healthy. That's that's mm-hmm. that's that's an R thing as well. We're we're not seeing any um wear and tear. Like Seek's been looking great during practice. This is amazing. He's looking great during scrimmage, mm-hmm. right? But. Again, it just kind of iterates go back to the point. If our O line just cannot seem to make those gaps happen, working and getting Zeke can actually get the hit the gap and actually make the sprint upfield, then it's it counts really for next to nothing, really. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, I, I, and they, I'm, what uh, makes? What, I'm sorry, Paul. Keep going, mate. I, I, go I, was, just, I was just going to say because I'm really dying to know what Graham thinks. As well. Yeah, well, here we go. I, I, and I'll throw Graham this question: If Zeke would be uh, a top ten running back this year is you have to power in the fact Tony Ballard is going to command some snaps too, which is going to take some of that away. What do you think, Greg? Go on, hit us with it. Uh, the the right-hand side of the line is the same as it was last year. Mm-hmm. It's the left-hand side you've got to worry about. Um, does Tyler Smith have the bulk to play left tackle, probably not. Um, well, he, he is primarily. He did play the majority of his career playing left tackle, so I don't see it being. But we we brought him in to be a guard, though. Uh, for one to year, then he, yeah. Pretty much for, for one year, then he's gonna kick out when Tyron Smith retires, essentially. So when he's when he's bulked up, mm. um, it's a valid question. It is a valid question, Mike. For those two points that you raised, the the line is not the same, and Tony Pollard will want his. Slice of the pie straight. as well. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. um, I mean, if they want to, if they want to swing the ball out to the right hand side, to Zeke, 20, 20 times a game. Um, I would say probably, I would say probably, yeah, just because it's, it's Zeke Elliott, and, and I like think the they might use him slightly like differently as well, just by but how it's... go on. Go on. I don't think it's a lock. I, I will say that. I don't think it's a lock, but I think it will happen. Um I mean you've you've also got to, you've also got to take Kellen Moore's play calling into into There you go. To thought as well because Pass happy. Well exactly. I mean how many times have we seen a, a first down inside the red zone and you're thinking, right, okay, run the ball twice and throw it in third down. It's probably the other way around. Yeah. 
there's, there's, again, there's so many, there's so many factors to. As we said, um, as we said before, Gray, it's the 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 Jason Garrett offense in reverse. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. As um, <sighs> it's, it's 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 a thinker. I would uh, uh, probably is my answer. And- this is one you guys don't have to answer if you don't want to, but everyone at home, let us know how you think. How will Rico Dowdle be utilized this year? Is he spell court, uh, running back only? Um, is he red zone, goal line plunge? How do you think they're going to use him? Let us know as we move on to the wide receivers. Be interesting, really, to see what people think. All right, so wide receiver, guys. Uh, so this one is... Nice. I quite like this lineup at the moment. Uh, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Noah Brown, who's had a good camp. Uh, Kevontae Turpin, more special teams, but they will use him, uh, as we've seen in the last game. Jalen Tolbert, Simi Fajoko, Dennis Houston, practice squad then. Ontario Drummond made it. Brandon Smith as well. On IR, James Washington. Um, Any surprise? Well, there's plenty of surprises on the wide receiver (laughs) (laughs) Uh, given what happened, but any um, major surprises? Let's let's look at the main guys. I think the biggest surprise is where Noah Brown came from, but also Dennis Houston and also the development of Simi Fajoko. Anybody want to talk about that? Simi Fajoko has had an yeah. absolute baller of a camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right. I think right. towards right. the end, the question with that is, is where, no, where, is he gonna, where is he going to be on the on the depth chart? On the depth than... chart, yeah. Well. Yeah, I true, Jamie, but I'm just looking for the comparison to him compared to last year, where he, oh like, yeah, like he was, he was. I don't know how he even like did he even get any game time. Was he even actually just made last the, year? No, no, he didn't. He didn't even make the roster last year, did he? No. So he was on the roster. He was just one of the inactives every week. Or was it all right? Okay. One of the good things about him as well is that he's kind of not come out of nowhere. Towards the end of camp, like literally from day one, it's been semi Fahoko. Like pretty much every day, it's always been like there's always been someone about him to say that he's really impressed, and, and it's nice to see him being picked up for that rather than it's like week say first week, oh, he's done this really well, and then all of a sudden week three, four of the of the preseason kind of well, the the training camp part of preseason comes on, and it's like, well, where's he gone? Where's he disappeared? So. And then it's like, is he going to make the roster? He's like, he's literally, you could pretty, in some ways, it sounded like he was pretty much nailed on to be on the roster, just as much as CD Lamb would be in some ways, just for the way that he balled out this, this offseason. And, and it would have probably been a stupid thing for the Cowboys to let him go and, and risk trying to get him on the practice squad for, for a year. Okay. All right, then. Um, so... Let me ask all you guys, what's your predictions this year for CD Lamb? Everybody at home, let us know too. Um, do you think he's going to be a top five wide receiver, target heavy, reception heavy? Um, you know, he is a yak daddy. So you think what that's going to do in terms of a heavy amount of targets? Do you think they're going to target him a lot? Or do you think it's just going to be kind of like how it has been in the past? I think you've got a choice, haven't you? Mm. You've got no choice. You, you get rid of who was your number one wide receiver. Yeah, you've got you've got no choice. And to be fair, with some with with a lot of the inexperience on the roster until Gallup comes back, you've got no choice but to target him. You've got 
And to be fair, it'd be nice to just finally see us doing what we should have been doing a long time ago. He's your number one receiver. Throw it up and let him make plays. He made plenty of plays at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Let him make plays True. in the NFL. Look at look at yeah. how look at how much um, the Vikings trusted Justin Jefferson. Yeah. That's what you want. Graham, go on. I can see Rich in the game. I just uh, uh, I had the same flashback on on Tuesday night. What a difference twelve months makes. True. You know, we had we had our stud route runner as number one. We had our our big big catch like big play guy as number two, and we had CD Lamb causing havoc in the slot. Mm. Now all of a sudden it's right, CD. It's your time whether you like it or not. Yeah. Michael we'll see Michael in October, but it's it's your time now. Um I I mean thank goodness that Michael Gallup um is, is ahead of schedule because of the, that wasn't the understanding so on Tuesday. Well. And I raised the point, um, I asked the guys, how many healthy receivers do they get? Do the Cowboys have that have caught a touchdown pass? And the answer was one. One, yeah. Um, so if Michael Gallup comes in early, uh, makes the situation a whole lot easier. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. Are, are, we, are we set with... CD Lamb being number one. I mean, yeah. if Michael if Michael Gallup continues, surely Michael Gallup has more experience. But again, I would say that Lamb has more abilities. We've seen we've seen we we've seen Gallup as a one as well, though, haven't we? Against the Patriots, yeah. And like you know, when Amari's been just quiet, have we seen Lamb as the number one though? He's been the number one wide receiver on this offense for two years with Amari Cooper there. Stats wise, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's nobody else drawing double coverage anymore. Mm -hmm. I thought I thought the Patriots game was probably the best example of that. True. Yeah. All right, then. Here's my next one, then, for for everybody. How many touchdowns do you predict Jalen Tolbert will catch by the end of the year? Oh, I had six, Paul. Go on, what are you going for, Jamie? You're going for a deuce? Mm-hmm. Mm. Graham's going to be the more thinking one on this one. He does like to think. Just in case you're wondering, that's not wind. He's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I would say that Talbert is more likely to be a red zone type of player. So I'm going to side with you two at the top, and I'm going to go slightly higher. And I will say, do you know what? I'll say six as well. The, the the yards The yards maybe don't stack up, but he will be an effective presence. I think. Hmm. No, maybe like yeah. it may, maybe something daft like. Like five hundred yards, but six touchdowns. That doesn't yeah. really that doesn't really equate. Uh, but for fantasy football, he'll be like a stud, pretty much. When you when you put it like that, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right then. Let's move to the offensive tackle then, right, guys? Um, uh, now, yeah, we'll move to the offensive line. I was going to leave everyone with one more question, but we'll move on to it. So, offensive tackle. 
is uh, Tyler Smith, Terrence Steele, Matt Walexo, Walexco, Josh Ball, and on the practice squad, Avante Collins, on IR, Tyron Smith. Um, and then, obviously, we have the new Canadian guy coming in. All right, Graham, hit me with it. Offensive tackle, final thoughts on that one. I know you, you spoke at length on Tuesday, so give me your final take, your final wrap-up on this. Um, if I was to put it into a sentence or a statement, it would have to be um, make do with what you've got. I mean, I have been critical, but the plan—the plan was not to play Conor McGovern. It's mm-hmm. simply just what's happened. Yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah. And it's un—it's—it's it's unfortunate that he's the next man up, but the, them's the breaks, as they say. The plan was always to play, play Tyron at left tackle. Let Smith grow. If you have to, pl- if you have to put Smith out, <laughs> you have to put Tyler out to tackle. For the time that Tyron went down, fine. He would get a little bit of game experience. Um, it's it's a it's a I still think it's a big ask. It's a big <laughs> ask. You know, you 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 just hope that Terence Steele keeps becoming better and better and mm-hmm. better. Because see yeah. if he doesn't, see if he regresses. And we start to miss Landon Collins. We're in serious, serious trouble. Um, it's a, it's another F. It's another F, and I think that's what's causing Cowboys Nation, or me in particular, so much anxiety because we just don't know. We just don't know. Um, we see, we see all the time. The draft is a lottery. Um, Tyler Smith could have a garbage season. He could have a uh, offensive rookie of the year season. We simply don't know, but he's certainly been put in the position to have a good season. Um, I'm sure he would like somebody better than Conor McGovern on his right-hand side. I'm <laughs> sure he would like something better than Tyler Biadish setting the assignments. Um, Jeez, just going for it, isn't he? He's like, uh, trigger. Do you know, Jay, just... Oh. Uh, there's, it's facts. there's only so much. Oh yeah, you sound like a well, sound like a broken record. I really do sound like a broken record, but uh, like I talked about the, I know I know I keep going back to old ground, but talk, we talked about the lamb pick on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Great pick, but you know you, you saw they can't claim they didn't see this coming. Yeah, agree. It's predictable. Yeah, it was always on the cards. It was always on the cards. Yeah, but you know, Lorne, like I'll bring it up again. Lorne made the point that in the salad cap area, you can't have you can't have starting caliber players in every single position because the cap simply won't allow you to. Maybe that is the Cowboys' project. Maybe Mm -hmm. they, they they do need to elevate one part of the team and it just so happens that this year they have to elevate the offensive line. Um, Lauren made the point that it would be nice if it was somebody a bit better than Phil been doing it. Um, there are other, there are other offensive line coaches out there and you mentioned, um, (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, so so for for our, for, for, for our <laughs> so for our Spotify listeners and stuff like that, our good friend Lloyd Wheeler, uh, big shout out to Lloyd, just said that he's been a season ticket holder for thirty one years and he feels the exact same way since nineteen ninety five. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat that. No. <laughs> How am I meant to top that? <laughs> But yeah, right. I mean, yeah. you you top that by going to Lambo and watching um, watching you play like Kilby for the Cowboys. There you go. <laughs> I, just right, I just hope I don't have to buy one of those brown paper bags uh, with the face on and put it over my head. All right, from the middle Jake, of October. This one for everyone at home, Jamie and Paul. This one will make uh, Graham laugh. Will the O-line improve <laughs> on the penalty count this year? Next question. No, the, um, it's, it's, we do need to address that. Yeah. And and this is something that I think you guys spoke about as well, and it's down to the coaching side of things. There you go. That's where I was going with this. Personally, no. Probably, probably not, not under Joe Philbin, I don't. Feel get ready for it, like D- define improve. I have less. That might sound like a stupid question, but I mean, prove on what less flags, yeah, less, basically, yeah, less flags, less holding calls, less uh, false un- starts, like, yeah, like all that, like no. the basic, the basics, pretty, pretty much. Yeah. The holding no, calls, just, yeah, just... the holding calls, I will always be a bit, yeah, that, yeah that, that can be like. Depending on the referee, exactly. Yeah. But the false starts, the offsides, you know, not knowing your assignments, like this is where it goes wrong, and that's where I, I'm talking. I, I don't think we will. Just, I think just more so, just because it's kind of feels like a bit of a patched up all line again. Yeah, just with, with, with time going on. So I think, say, there's been a lot of jigging around, like you said. Obviously, everyone assumed that Tyler Smith was going to start left guard and he's having to be kicked side to cover in the main. So I think just because of that, I, I don't think we'll see an improvement on it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm with you on that one. And what we'll do is um, I will leave this question for everybody. Um, you guys can answer it if you want. Will Tyler Smith get it done at left tackle? Will he be the guy? So got, let us got... know in the in the answers. But go on, Paul, hit me with it, and then I'll move on to the inside. Straight to the point, he's going to have to, regardless. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to have to. Like, mm-hmm. like he's, he's been basically been thrown into the lines then, essentially. Like, we... And we knew Tyron was going to be injured at some point. We did not expect it to be before the eve in the season starts. Yeah. And... It's just like so. So now Tyler's now had to pretty much double up his workload, yeah, and still to go out there and perform. That's a lot to take on for a rookie, especially as an offensive lineman. So the expectation is high on him. We 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 all agree on that, but he has no choice. Like. If he fails, people are going to say, oh, he's a bust. But I find that's going to be an unfair characteristic on him because he's having to do two jobs at once, pretty much. 
he's been given a unrealistic set of goals to kind of match up because our O-line has been that depleted for the past couple of years. And yeah, so the only thing I can probably say is if we do bring in Jason Pierce, it might take, you can say what you want about Jason Pierce, how old he is, he can still do a job. Right? As a Super Bowl ring. Uh, we'll, we'll forget who he's won that for, though. We can screw that. Right? We can forget that. But he can still deliver. Like, don't forget, he's probably he's got more like nine years more experience than Tyron Smith has in the NFL as well. Mm -hmm. So he can even probably even add more to uh, Tyler Smith's game, like like yeah. give him some pointers to what to do in off season or whatever. And that like if we do send him, like because experience is key. It yeah, really yeah, is. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, take yeah. me like, like take Andrew Whitworth, right? Perfect example. Like he was like four, 40 years old and he won the Super Bowl with the Rams. Like, and that's him playing it, like playing whatever. Like, I, 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 we have no, it's, it's, we have got nothing else to lose. But, but if we do sign, <laughs> if anything, it actually, it, it, I know it sounds daft to say this, but it, it does generally does help us. And we're saying that, but we're 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 signing a forty-year-old, but it does come with the with the experience and does know how to win ball games, and he's proven to be, he's going to be a future Hall of Famer. So, like what you will, can you can mock the idea of or signing an old guy or whatever and that, but the knowledge you can bring to a young gun like Tyler, like to have that controlled aggression and whatever and that, help him reduce those penalties, that will make a big difference to him in his game. When we just mentioned the Cowboys have the second youngest roster in the league. Yeah. That, yeah. 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 Th that should, right. that should <laughs> be one of the terms of the deal if we sign Peters that to prove that he's, <laughs> he's only for the Cowboys that he has to throw his ring in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll just quickly move like on to the, the inside offensive lineman and then we'll move to the defensive side. On the inside, we've got Zach Martin, Connor McGovern, practice squad, Isaac Alicon, who's on the international pathway program so he doesn't count towards the maximum uh tyler biadish matt farniak and on the practice squad there alec lindstrom bear in mind matt farniak is going to be your inside uh swing guy um but here's a question for you will zach martin make the pro bowl this year just by popularity contest i think i think mm. that's really all it is nowadays like mm. he's chris chris has made the pro bowl so much time. <laughs> he's there He's invited by default pretty much now. Like, and again, like this Sack Martin deserves to be in the, the Pro Bowl regardless. Like, like, like he's he's been consistent every year. Like without a doubt. And big Labar. Not named yeah. Micah Parsons, he's the best player on the on the squad, yeah. Agreed. I totally yeah. agree. Like, yeah. like um the thing is with is that like He's had to kind of double up in jobs as well. He's mm. had to shift. He's had to shift out to right tackle, but he's been fit, like. And this is what I love about Sam. Like, like, and and people might criticize him for it, but I like the fact that he is sticking to his guns and saying, "Do not play me left guard. Do not play me left tackle. Do not play me center. Do not play me right tackle. I am a right guard. That's mm. what I was. That's what I'm designed to do. And that's what the best you're going to get me playing that position. If you put me out somewhere else." You're going to get like fifty percent of what I'm capable of doing, 
and 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 this is one thing, and this is now kind of. Sh- I'm gonna sort of slightly shift this across. See when we're talking like Conor McGovern, you're gonna you're getting twenty. Like if you're playing him nearly every position in the offensive line, you're only getting twenty percent of that player. Agree. It makes no sense. No consistency. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um. But do you guys want to weigh in and let us know at home? Will Zach Martin make the Pro Bowl? What do you reckon, Graham, Jay? Yeah. We've had now. Graham? Uh, again, it's a popular after contest, but his talent means he should. Um, but you just wonder, like, I think a lot of the Pro Bowl voting comes down to the seasonal record. Who's doing well? Who plays that position right? We'll vote for them. I mean, nobody's, the nobody's voting. Nobody's voting for the Detroit Lions right guard. <laughs> you get what I mean? He might be the best player on that on that offense, but nobody's voting for him because of the record. Yeah. Um it's it's popularity, but his I talent agree. should send him to the Pro Bowl. Yeah. All right. So let's look at the defensive line then, guys. Uh so we got Demarcus Lawrence, Don Armstrong, Sam Williams, Dante Fowler, Chauncey Golston, Jamie. Uh, Tyrell Basham did make it on the practice squad for the defensive ends. Micah Tawafua made it. Defense is to stick into the inside defensive line, guys. Then <coughs> Osa Odigizua, Neville Gallimore, Tristan Hill made it. But it's a big surprise. Quinton Bahana and John Ridgeway both made it. Practice squad, Carlos Watkins. For me, the big surprise is Quinton Bahana. But that's more of a testament really? to how... How much? Well, he, he was kind of like, eh, do you know what I mean? Like we we practically drafted his carbon copy in John Ridgeway. He was a little bit more athletic than Bahana, but I think from what he was last year to what he is this year, he's he's improved. You uh, may be in a different scenario. See if it's like um, red zone. Your yeah, your double up your big guys for the inside line. You may want to put both Ridgeway and Boano in. To fill up those gaps, who knows? If, it, if you're leaking, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. So that's sure. the, so. There's, I think there's multiple scenarios where Adam Duddy and um, Dan Quinn are thinking about this one in terms of what is, what if this scenario and this scenario would be be best to have these different types of players. Yeah. So Graham, the sorry before before we move on to the question, yeah, sure. Does, does anybody think it's a like my calculation has us with eleven defensive linemen, not including Micah Parsons? Yeah. Does that number sound a bit high for four positions? The the only thing I would say is they did if you look in preseason, they went very run defense heavy. You could see that that's what they're trying to do, and I think that's what this is about. And don't forget, some of those guys will, like the defensive ends especially, they will play a part in special teams as well. Yeah. Chauncey so, Golston. Yep, yep. So Tristan uh, Hill. Maybe Tristan Hill, maybe. I don't know. I but think, I think so. He's got the burst. He's good off the line. Mm. But, Do you know what I mean? It depends. Yeah, it, it, but um, hit, hit me hit me with this question then. Not named Parsons. Yeah. Who's going to be the guy who gets the most sacks? Well, automatically you would think D-Law. Automatically. <laughs> I don't but know. I am not saying that. You, yeah. would, you would assume that because... 
I know Graham's laughing because he, because <laughs> he, he is the biggest dealer critic out there. So, yeah, um, and uh, and he's not afraid to admit it. Look how red he's going right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> 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 um, no, I'm I'm gonna go for, you know what, I'm gonna go for my boy, Neville Gallimore. I'm gonna go for my boy, Neville Gallimore. Hmm. Contract okay. year. Contract year. He's, he's yeah. gonna have to, he needs to step up. He really needs to. Yeah, he needs to prove himself for sure. But but I think the other obvious answer, and I think you guys will probably make things is people will make to say Sam Williams. But will he be that starter on the other side of the D line? I don't think he will. I think he'll I think he'll get more game time as the season progresses, but I don't think he'll get as much sacks people would anticipate. Yeah, what do you reckon, Jay? Who's going to be your sack leader? Not named Parsons. Um, I kind of answer it and kind of swing sideways a little bit just to see what you think as well. Um, as the position group, so that so that front defense, that defensive line, the Cowboys' defensive line will have the most sacks for that position group in the NFL this year. That's a good question. Oh. I like but that you, one, Jimmy. I like that one. Yeah. So, you, so, so you're saying the uh, Cowboys defensive line will have the most out of the whole defensive lines? Yeah, yeah. So the Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'll take that. I'll take that. I'll definitely. The inside say, guys is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, I, I'll. I'll no, no, as a as a as a whole across, so the, the defensive ends and the inside guys, that those two positions will have the most sacks. Of, I, I, I of think any they, defensive line in the league. This year. I, I, I might know. I okay. might not. I, I might not. In fact, actually, I might not necessarily go with sacks, but I will definitely go for tackles for loss mm. for the run defense. Yep, definitely. Well, that leads me to this question for everybody: Who's going to have the better season out of these three guys? This includes like, the the whole plethora of it all. <laughs> so let's go with sacks, tackles, tackles for losses, and run defense. Fair Sam enough. Williams. Yeah. I'm going for, I, I, Sam I'm, Williams. I'm going for Interesting that nobody said Doran Armstrong. I'm with you. Yeah, I, I, know. I just said it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going for, yeah, yeah. He's, I, I, just, I just think, I, I think just Fowler's probably more of a depth kind of signing and just with, with Sam Williams being a rookie. And, and, and I'm taking, basing this on last season, look how the Cowboys re- in a good way, nurtured some of the young offensive linemen, uh, sorry, the, uh, defensive linemen last year, and kind of rather than just forcing him in there, I think they'll do the same with Sam Williams. I think they'll let him kind of find his feet and put him in in certain situations. So you, so you won't probably see the stats he was probably hoping for, but more so just to help him develop more and not push him faster than they need to. See, see, this is that you just mentioned the world where I was looking north there, Jamie. Development, right? Mm. So, uh, everyone knows I'm a big critic of the whole second round pick on Sam Williams. It should have been our third round pick. I, I don't know if how people feel, but I just thought it was a bit of a stretch to get him in the second. But with that being said, he has proven to me I'm starting to eat some humble pie quite recently because he is starting to show. He's not just a one-trick pony. Like he has an incredible bull rush ability. 
he can force a, an offensive tackle yards behind the line of scrimmage, mm-hmm. right? And he can actually get in the outside quite quickly. He's got the good line speed, but in terms of his lateral speed, it is getting improved. But this is where, when you're going up against a, a more established offensive line, I don't know, I'm just trying to think of an example, or the better old lines out yeah. there. Like, but oh. the, the Colts, for example, when you're up against, like, say, Quentin Nelson, the inside, and stuff like that, like, that's a good offensive line unit for the Colts, that'll be a good test. But can we see Sam Williams beating all these other like 16, like 16, 17 games, whatever? I can't lost count of how many games we've got a season now. <laughs> um, right? But do we really expect Sam Williams to kind of get every type of snap out there? Because we know what Dan Quinn's like, he likes to rotate. Yes, he, he, likes does. To, he likes to rotate the line. I don't see Sam Williams getting. Like I'm, I'm seeing some of the comments. We might get seven sacks for Sam Williams and stuff like that. I don't, don't I don't really see it's going to be that high. I would say four maximum. Mm-hmm. But I think, like, so your Fowler, who's got the more game experience, he's got the speed as well, and he can actually kind of like move into the more into the B gap a lot more effectively. And we see him do it during that preseason games. He looked, he looked sharp. Here's so. a good point, right? Like, because we spoke about this with BJ next a few weeks ago when we had him on, and we were talking about the Fowler situation. And I think the first game is going to be telling. The Bucks game is going to be where we find out who's who's going to be that guy who's going to have that season. And I just think that um, they've kept Fowler back like you think about it they haven't really used him much at all but i just think that they've stashed him and they've hidden him away because they don't want to show what they're going to do with him like is you know like that that hidden away tucked away um mm-hmm. player and then all of a sudden the season's going to come out and then we'll find out what they're going to what they're going to do there it'd be very interesting but let's know in the uh, comments well, yeah they so everyone's in the comments they they everyone's kind of agreeing that they'll think it will be Sam Williams pretty much Labarski, yeah, is saying um, Sam Williams. I uh, think the rotation will benefit him, keep him fresh for the speed and power. Sure, I agree with the I rookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Again, he is a rookie. We we can't expect him to be a pure star from like being whatever. So yeah, because he is raw. He is pure raw. Mm-hmm. So, um. Lloyd, uh, our good friend Lloyd, saying, "Yep, Sam Williams before the draft, he will be a beast. He w- he will be a beast just in time, I think." Uh, and obviously, Joe from Italy, uh, um says he will <laughs> believe it have seven sacks. So I think there's a a a good group leaning towards Sam Williams, but we didn't really mention much about Armstrong, though. Yeah, according to according he, to ESPN, he recorded five sacks last year. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. Well, look at what look at that. Yeah, that, that surprised me. That surprised me. Yeah. I'm actually I'm actually lost for once. <laughs> <laughs> um well I mean, you know, yeah, he, he was but like he comes in flashes, doesn't he? Arms. That's the thing, uh, though. That's the thing. Like during training camp, he looks like this is like the guy. That. Like yeah. Jerry's, even Jerry bigs him up. But when it comes to him going into the actual game, he's like it breaks your heart. He's like, huh? Where yeah, are he just you? Breaks your heart, doesn't he? He just just goes away. Yeah. But 
I was surprised that he had five sacks, but he did. That last season was his best season, but I didn't expect mm-hmm. it to be that much of an impact with five sacks. Yeah. The Marcus uh, Lawrence only got three right enough. Just saying. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> wow. We've had this discussion. Move on. <laughs> He's a right defender. Dear. Move on. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Let's sorry, move on. sorry, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the linebacker call then, which was was at one point like for me, I was very nervous about this. Now with the addition of Anthony Barr, feeling a little better. So it's Micah Parsons, LVE, Anthony Barr, Jabril Cox, who's looking rearing to go. Luke Gifford, Devin Harper made the cut. Uh, Malik Jefferson. Then on IR we have Damone Clark, who's NFI. Uh, which is quite important. Devontae Bond as well, who's pretty much done as well. But how, especially with LV having a healthy off-season and the addition of Antibar, how are we all feeling about the linebacker core, especially between now and when we started the preseason, how we feel about it? In comparison to last year, I'm actually happier. Happier? Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. happy that I'm happy that Jabril Crocs is back mm-hmm. for start. Parsons is going into year two with a lot more experience, like, and I think, and that kind of, I'm just a big answer to your question. I think he will improve from last year. Mm-hmm. Maybe not, maybe not so much on statistics, but just in his as overall, a player. As a player, mm-hmm. like, I want to take the whole statistic part, but the PFF, the stats, I want to get them shot out the window. <laughs> like, get that out the window right now. As a player, he'll be ten times better, tenfold. Like you get yeah. the idea, then like obviously we've got LVE bag, like there's no injuries with him. Like we've got uh, Anthony Barr coming in, who mm-hmm. can probably, who can probably contribute. Like you said, we had the discussion earlier. He's he's not we're not gonna get him in his prime, he's past his prime, but he's still gonna contribute. So he'll have effective yeah. snap. He will he'll he will be effective and just depends like it's the same with like what Dan Quinn has done with, with so many players before players that yeah there's a good like, point yeah like Dan Quinn's turned players that uh, players that no one have uh, kind of lost their drive mm-hmm. and somehow come back like what's his name chaos Jaron Chaos prime example there you go yeah you know like when we signed him uh, back last year there was like uh, it's just a just a squad filler. We had yeah. no idea the impact that Kess was going to do to the Cowboys last season. Mm-hmm. This could be this could be an another another Dan Quinn special. Who knows? Yeah, mm-hmm. I would I would go, go as far as to say that the linebacker core is the biggest improvement on last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. it's it's only it's only like the addition of Anthony Barr, but you would you would hope that everybody gets better. You've got Jabril Cox back. Um, you've got Vanderbush for three million less than you were going to pay for him. Yeah. So that's that's more value for for mm-hmm. contract anyway. Um, so you would just hope just natural progression. As a young group, why wouldn't it improve? So yeah, well, that's probably I, one I, of the I, brightest lights. I don't forget yeah. as well. Who was the uh, LSU linebacker we drafted in the fifth round? Demon Clark. Demon Clark. Even though he's an IR, but when he returns for like. If you can make it by end of the season, he just adds more squad depth to that. But also, mm-hmm. going forward into the future, yeah, he's a, he's a guy that could have easily went up to the second rounds in the draft that mm-hmm. wasn't for the injury. Yeah, like this this guy like we, 
if 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 the Montclair is all fit and healthy by like for like good to go, mm-hmm. we've got a, we've got a player on our hands here. Yeah. So basically, yeah. you're replacing Anthony Barr with Demon Clark, or or Mike. In, in or, terms or, of depth, you know. And I wouldn't say in terms of depth. I, I would just like I just even through rotation, just like just yeah, yeah. whatever. So yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, but here's a good one for you. Because you're at, you're you're talking that question, I know. Because he's a UK Cowboys favorite, yeah. Um, how about this question? Will Jabril Cox be the next best linebacker in the depth chart? So the obviously, next, you, oh hmm. right, I see how you wanted that. Right, okay, right. Yeah. Um, they always say, read the question, Paul. <laughs> I think he is already. Yeah, mm. and only because. I've, I've never been a fan of Leonard Vanderish. Um, oh, come on. Yeah. Um, and what Anthony Barr are we getting? Are we get... So that's why I think Triple Cox is probably <clears> the best <throat> linebacker after Michael Parsons on this roster. I'm going to be a big defender for LVE in this one. Like, and I'm not well. I am going to have a swipe at another player, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But 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 when you're trying to cover up for two positions because you're a current apart linebacker decides to run off to the hills mm-hmm. and hits the hits the wrong gaps, what else are you supposed <laughs> to? It, may, it may also <laughs> makes you look bad as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. but we noticed the difference of last season with LB. Yeah, like like so we're we're seeing. We saw LVE, like, we're not ma- making much headlines about him, about him making missed tackles. That he was actually very productive. Like, mm-hmm. he was stepping to his gap assignments, he was stopping the run, he was doing well in coverage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't, like, I, I, I'm, I'm putting LVT to number two right now, as, right of, now. as of right now, but that will be subject to change, uh, depending if Cox st- st- steps up. Yeah. I would also say don't sleep on Anthony Barr. Yeah. 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 Um last last season stats, uh three interceptions, mm. two and a half sacks, uh seventy-two total tackles, and he played eleven games. Yeah. Now he's not not to be he's, sniffed he's at. Not, he's not the first round pick that Minnesota drafted, but agree, agree. Don't write him off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Um I, and you know. We talked about having the two big guys, Quinton Bahana uh, and John Ridgway, uh, on the roster. Maybe uh, yeah, uh, that's uh, put in there to, to cover themselves to help Leighton Van Der Esch. Well, possibly. I'm just thinking like goal line situations here. So, you exactly. You might want to double stack your two defensive tackles in the two mm-hmm. one tech positions. Yeah, yeah. and it just keeps your linebackers clean for coverage then in, yeah. in, in the tight box. Yeah, totally with you on that one. All right, let's move to the defensive back position. So we've got Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, Deron Bland, made the cap, uh, Calvin Joseph, Nation Wright, on IR, Isaac Taylor Stewart on the safety side, Jaron Kirst, Malik Hooker, Donovan Wilson, Israel Mukwamu, Marquise Bell, uh, and on the practice squad, uh, Juanye Thomas and Tyler Coyle, which I was quite happy to see back there. Any surprises for anyone? Kelvin Joseph made the squad, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought the same thing. <laughs> he did, I didn't think he had a good preseason at all. Nope. 
not at all. Like, I, like you can, like I know that there's the whole outside drama and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. that will affect your football game, like. And clearly, like, I, I, I don't know. I, well, I can't obviously can't speak for Kelvin Joseph, but yeah, yeah. but you can tell on the something's football, going on. Like, I like he's not fully concentrated. The, the fact is, he got absolutely destroyed by TJ Fashion week one. Yeah, like that incredible. Like that was an incredible play, and obviously Fashion got cut yeah. last week there. But yeah, um, but yeah, I'm just I'm I was really surprised, but. One thing I'm really happy about, and I knew this was going to happen, is Mickey Spell. Like, yeah, he should mm-hmm. never have went undrafted. No. And how? And how the hell did we pick him up undrafted? I still do not know. <laughs> yeah, like, this guy should have went like in the sixth or fifth round. Yeah, I mean, put it this way, right? And I, I, you know. You're talking about Calvin Joseph, and I had this year, and everyone answer at home. Oh. Where does Joseph rank on the depth chart? When you look at it, you got Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis, Deron Bland, Kelvin Joseph, Nation Wright. Now, for me, I have Nation Wright above Kelvin Joseph, so that means our yeah. second round pick amongst six cornerbacks is six. I'm with um, Paul fifth. It certainly, it certainly looks like a dead pick right now. Yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah. It's how long do you give him? How much of a leash? How long how much time are we giving him this season and then that's it? Half a season. Yeah. Half a season. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's hard to kind of work because then you could also kind of look at it as in how long's Tristan a lad. Mm. And be like, well, yeah, if you're giving Tristan a lot all this Oh, time, yeah, yeah. Do you give Calvin and Joseph the same amount of time? Because I suppose Joseph, what, what Jamie, is... oh, go on, go on. Just, just, I mean, just in terms of what, what it was supposed to be, what the Cowboys thought it was going to be when they drafted him, mm-hmm. and more so than to save face to be like, do you know what we like? Graham said it did pick because then you're going to face the heat from the media, then are you? True. Yeah, I mean, because what I, what I was going to say as well with Joseph is he provides you some special teams snaps as well, which he did. So yeah, that... he hasn't. I'll be honest, though, like, he hasn't really took took much participation within special teams. Like Bones has his guys really. Like I don't see. I, I I'm I'm really I'm kind of confused with the whole Kelvin Joseph situation. Like yeah, it's I an really awkward am. one. Yeah, I mean, I know obviously things like what outside of football, it's kind of like been pushed aside and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But just, I, I really was kind of thinking he might actually get cut because he wasn't really, like, just generally was not performing well. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, but use, use the question while you're talking, Paul. Is mm. Diggs going to be the interception leader again this season? I'm going to say no. Due I'm, to fear? I, due to fear? No, I've, I, I, I've, I, I'm just going to... It's a little bit interception leader within the team. League. League? Oh. Nah, not in the league. No, 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 not in the league. No, no, no. 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 I, would, I would say in the team, though. Yeah. I would say mm. in the team. I don't think anybody... 
There are like seven, eight interceptions. You I, think don't, I, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think Brown might actually step up again. Mm, Brown has looked good, but I think Diggs is. You've got to be. I mean, I think they've they've got to be fairly aggressive, and Dan and Dan Quinn's system. They've got to be fairly aggressive to go and get interceptions, and mm-hmm. I don't see Brown doing that, being over the top. I mean, Diggs will get beat, but he gets the interceptions because he takes the risk. I think Anthony Brown just makes the tackle. He, Could... def- he, de- he defends the catch and makes the tackle. I don't see him going after the interception as much as Diggs. I think okay. Brown just does the the straightforward, normal, you know, defense of the ball. I think. Like, I don't remember Brown being burned as much as Diggs because Brown kept it basic. Mm. He did his job. Stayed in phase. Diggs would go after the ball, but he yeah, would. Yeah. He did get burned a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Could, honestly, could, yeah do you think quarterbacks could be reluctant? Do you think could be reluctant to throw? To That's him? what I was thinking. See, are they going to not want to go that way? It's an interesting one. Um, for sure, but here's one because of how his season, or I should say, preseason finished. Will Mukwamu have a good year this year? Is he going to be utilized a lot more? Is he going to flash? Are we going to see some good play from Mukwamu this year? I mean, he's on back to back interception games. Hmm, it's a I think tough one. Gotta go, I think you've got to go, yeah, just, just for the for the positivity of like you say that. He's had a decent preseason, um, and we we still like him. The the only way he's up really, isn't it? If if he starts having a bit of a poor one, then he, he's going to be out of the door quicker than some of the others. Um, mm. So that's hopefully the driving force to to keep him on that consistent rise. That we've seen the last few weeks of the of the preseason. All right then. Right, well, let's look at the special teams and then I will round things off. Uh, we've got punter Brian Anger, long snapper Jake McQuaid, special teams ace CJ Goodwin, who also doubles up as a cornerback, but we're never going to see him there. And on the practice squad, we've got Brett Maha. So here's a question for you. That's it. Well, I, I remember very, very well saying that Brent Maher is the type of kicker that would nail the 50-yarder but miss the extra point. <laughs> and you, you can't win a Super Bowl with that. Yeah, You simply can't do it because two points could be the... One point, two points could be the absolute difference between a win and a loss. Um, I mean, I get that you know, they're, they're keeping guys around and they're keeping guys in the building, but we kick off the season in nine days. It would be nice to have our kicker right about now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, that would be I handy. think we're the only team in the league without a kicker. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They're, they're cutting that a little bit fine. I mean, I get it's only, I get it's only kicking a, a ball through the uprights, but you still need timing with your snapper. And you're whoever the backup quarterback holder is going to be. Ring, 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 ring. We've got Jeff Heath on the phone. Uh, nah, you'll get him. We'll get him on you to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, he's just. Uh, he's, 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 
he's just on the roster to say we've got a kicker, but the Cowboys are going to go for two every touchdown this season. And every fourth down. I said not every fourth down, you know what I mean? Yeah, going to go for it on fourth down. That would be very aggressive if that was the case, though. It'd be great, though, wouldn't it? Just, just oh. to completely go outside the norm in minute. Oh yeah, just like just take kickers out of the equation completely. <laughs> All right, then here we go. Let's go for some season questions for everyone to finish off on, and then we'll wrap the show up. So, what's the Cowboys win total going to be this year? Then, what 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 do you think oh. going to be? Right, originally I said eleven and six. everyone at home as well. By the way, answer. Go on. Paul. Ori- originally I said eleven and six, mm-hmm. based on who was all fit. Etc. Etc. And who we're up against. I'm now inclined because of the wide receiver status and the offensive line status. That just those two reasons alone, I think we're going to be like a ten and ten and seven. Ten at, win at best. At best, ten and seven. Graham, oh go on, go on, Greg. What's your win total? <laughs> Jamie, yeah, I'm, let's dream of a thing. I had, I had, I had ten wins, and ten wins. and I, and with how this off season's kind of gone, ten wins could be a positive. <laughs> well, it's still a winning record, but is that enough to win the division? Without without Paul, the division is probably, but I, yeah, I just I think it'll at least wins. get a wild card. I think. It, it, could be, <laughs> it, it could it could well it, be less than that so yeah. just just for again for our audio only listeners uh Labasti just made the comments says, graham's going to say two and 15. <laughs> did have it did have a two win face looking as well he was looking he's going single digits <laughs> I, I i reckon Labosky is actually, is, is actually graham commenting on the side no, when it's going to happen now, after Lavosky's comment, Graham's going to come and says, ah, bugger it, 17 and 0. Why 15 not? 15 and 2. <laughs> 15 and 2. Look how wrong you were. Um, Go on, Gray. I'm going to I'm gonna try and keep the head on the shoulders and I'm going to say 9 and 8. 9 and 8, okay. But I, 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 think, it's, I think it's still enough to win the division. Yeah, it will go down to the wire, but I still, I still think we'll win the division. Um, mm. I mean, everybody in the like, I, I've, I've brought up the point on the Facebook group, and I think I'll bring it up again just after tonight's discussion. Um, see if, see if the, the Eagles can figure themselves out at quarterback. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be close because yeah. they it's have, good. they have a better offensive line than us. They have a better receiver core than us. Um, they get things done at running back, and their tight ends. Dallas Goddard's okay as well. Yep. So, Here's my so, answer. Yep. So I, I would say I would say we're going to be nine and eight. The Eagles will probably be eight and nine. Mm. And my we'll answer still win will, the division. My answer will always be seventeen and zero. Wait. So, Mike, like you start the season zero and two. <laughs> very very easily but yeah yeah i just want to kind of bring up joe, joe and I, I know we might sound a little bit <laughs> not like 
it's we're, we're trying to be realistic of what we have right in front of us right now we don't want to kind of set ourselves up for yeah. disaster these lot will be realistic and i'll just yeah, be silly yeah. i i always say it's pointless like, always asking me look I, I i don't want i don't want to be misunderstood like i i still yeah, think yeah, i still think we're going to have a decent season but it wouldn't yeah. be a very good podcast if we all if the four of us jumped on and said everything's rosy we have 12 Pro Bowlers this year and we're going straight to the playoffs. And yeah. so it wouldn't be a great discussion. We've got to, we've got to go with the rough and the, the, the good and the bad. I still yeah. think we'll, we'll win the division. Yeah, because we need to give actual proper constructive criticism when when yeah. when it really is needed. So yeah. like we're we're gonna have there's gonna be days where we're gonna sound pure dead and grumpy now and uh but yeah, just you're watch the post game show. But, 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 but thanks again, Joe, for the comments, man. You're just one of our best, one of the MVPs of our show, man. One of the Yukis. But yep. here's one for you Thanksgiving predictions. That's against the Giant this year. Uh, we've gone on a little run of losing on Thanksgiving Day. Do you think we're going to win it this year? Giants. Oh, pff, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. It's the Giants. <laughs> This that's going to be one of the Giants. I go on about our, our uh, offense. Oh, that yeah, yeah. Giants offense is woeful. Yeah, 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 yeah. You want to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. predictions? What's, what's, what's the Giants predictions going to be? Three wins. Giants, I would, I would go... Four wins, four wins. <sighs> I'm going to go... I'll, I'll say... I'll say five and twelve. Four wins. In fact, I know Andy from UK Giants. Andy from UK Giants watches this show, so I'm going to say. Oh, sorry, Andy, wins. but <laughs> I'm sorry, but I mean that, that Kenny Galladay deal. Wow, oh, I know. that's yeah. that could be the worst no touchdown signing. No touchdown. Yeah. I said that from oh. day one. I said that from day one. Okay, who's been for you guys the most improved player this year from? What it was last year to now. I'm gonna go Anthony Brown. Yeah, oh that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I'm gonna say Sammy for Ho Ho. Oh interesting. Yeah, yeah, but and you've seen it, but game by game too. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's a good one. Go on, Jamie. What are you going with? Paul Nick I I I don't and that's <laughs> no disrespect to anybody that's else. But with fastest fingers first, Jay. You've literally pretty much heard of heard something positive of semi from day one to now. Like literally every single day mm-hmm. of preseason of training camp. There's and that's not disrespect to anybody else. It's just how can you not say guys the most improved when you've literally heard something positive every single day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Graham. Who's been the most improved player? Let us know at home. We, we we've seen Wukwamu come up there and Fahoko. Who's going to be the most improved? No, who has been so far? Who's been the most improved from how the season ended? Um, or could be a rookie. Um, what you've seen and progressed through the preseason up until now. I mean. He's not yeah, my favourite, but Hills had a good preseason. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. I'm actually well done, Gray. 
Um, I, actually, Chris, yeah, we haven't talked that much about Tristan Hill, to be honest. Because we thought we thought he would be one of the guys getting cut, but he's yeah. stepped up. He's he a dark, strong lord to the nail. He's, you don't want to get don't want to get too excited about him because he could be another Darren Armstrong. You know, you see him all. Like a firework and fizzles out. See, here's the thing. Like last season, he did look good during the season when before he got the injury. Mm-hmm. He did actually, like, I mean, it's just, it's, it is like that double knife edge sword. You just don't know what to expect right now. Because I'm with not, Tristan Hill, that's for sure. Yes, like mm-hmm. I, I, I just, like, I hope he balls out. We, we want every guy on our team to ball out. We really, oh, yeah, do. of course. So, All um, right. you, so we got that, two more. We got two more while you're talking. Okay. Surprise player. So last year, Jaron Curse was our surprise player. Just that guy who came out of nowhere, exploded out of the gate. Who is that? Who's the Jaron Curse of this? Me, you go on. Me, 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 me. Matthew Spell. Oh, okay, I see where you're going there. Yeah. Bell, Bell, hands down. The Rattler. Okay. Uh, Graham. Um. D Law. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm going to say this now, and I'm surprised you didn't mention this name, Paul. But I'll give you mine. But go on, Gray. Uh, Jalen Tolbert. Mm. I think I think there's there's every chance Jalen Tolbert could turns it on throughout the season. Yeah, because remember Jalen Curse, what didn't come out of the gate? It was a slow burn through the season. Um, there's every chance Jalen Tolbert could lead the team in. Nah, definitely, nah, definitely. Gonna first... I was going to say yards, <laughs> but I don't think so. Nah, it... uh, well, he's more likely to be the catch leader for the first four weeks. I mean, be, right, right now, we he's right, this... right now he's wide receiver number two. Mm. So, if you're talking surprise player, um, yeah. For rookie wide receivers to come in and play well. In our question, in our question of the week, uh, a few weeks back, I put, "Will Jalen Tolbert lead the receivers in in the first four weeks?" Split, I, split I, decision. I, sorry, but I could not believe I missed this guy here. And DJ somebody mentioned my guy, yeah, they? Yeah, DJ Dodgers mentioned that. I'll bring up the comment just shortly, go folks. Go on, go on, bring it up. Right, while right, so Jamie's DJ, talking. Chance of goals. Ah, there you go. Like when you really do think about it, like he made a really good point mm-hmm. in that one. He has completely changed. It. He's pretty much turned himself into the Tyron Crawford. Now, yeah, like yeah. used to be a pure defensive end. Now he's kind of added that extra weight to kind of be that free tech, so he can slot back inside to be like an interior defensive tackle. So mm-hmm. I think he will surprise a lot because he's still got the speed. But if anything. If you watch these preseason games, his hands have been looking very sharp, very sharp. They're like getting off the blocks. Who's your surprise player, Jamie? Tristan Hill. Tristan. Oh, oh, oh. And all right. He's he's been absolutely gash for the last few mm. years, and yeah, and I, think he, I think even he would say that. But he's and we fight. Does he finally get it? And this pre yeah. this preseason shows that it. it it's looking that way, so I think we might see maybe not stats wise, but I think in terms of what he would do 
up the middle to to affect that that, ins, that inside of um, opportunity uh, interior. I, I just think yeah, he's probably yeah. the one. And, and you know, when people are hiding on, ah, there's one of the guys I was just about to mention. So you got Neville Gallimore or also Odigizua, one of those two might come out surprised. But Turpin, I think, could be a, a little bit of a shocker. I could see him being that little slot guy that how he utilized Cole Beasley at one point. I see him more like the lucky whitehead on the jet sweeps and tunnel screens. Yeah, that as well. But yeah. uh, you can, you can so, play similar play. roles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think you can, yeah. I mean, yeah. Let's just see what we, what, what we can do with him. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure Kelly Moore's like, oh, what can I do here? You know. Mm-hmm. So give me your off-season MVP. Could be a player who stood out, a player who's done really well, player who's just done exactly what they said on the tin. Um, you go for it, Paul. Hit me with yours first, and everyone at home. Oh. Give me who's been your MVP of off-season. Because he's been making me eat humble pie right now, I'm going to say Sam Williams. <laughs> Graham? Um, I mean, is it too easy to say Dak? No, it's always like been, it. it's, it's like been it. solid. No, it's, been, like, it's, been, yeah. it's been solid. That's, I mean, who I was, of... I, that's who I was going to say. Then mm. I, I thought, no, who's actually kind of made me eat my words more? And Sam yeah. Williams has, so... Like he doesn't chances. He doesn't Do have it. his number one. Mm-hmm. His his number two from last year certainly um, didn't start. Hasn't featured in preseason. I mean, he has. It has played a little bit now. Um, his offensive line is, let's say, in a state of flux. Yeah. But you, you just know that the the press, and particularly in the US, and maybe not, maybe a little bit over here, but the US press, if Dak Prescott has a poor day. You hear about it, but mm. I don't think I've heard anything. I think it's just been run of the mill, working, um, working, high floor, mm-hmm. working. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think Dak's handled it really, really well so far. Yeah, Jamie, off season MVP, and then we'll finish and round this show off. You always look for somebody to. And I, and I've referred to it a few times to to do what Dak Prescott did in his preseason, yeah, kind of thing, and and you take your opportunities, especially when you drafted solo or undrafted or trying to make a roster for one way or another, and because you get so little opportunities to to be able to show it. So for me, Irvin, <clears throat> he took his opportunity and he's on the roster. I like it. I like it. For so distance travelled for you then is mm. is the way you're looking at it. All right then. Um, while you're talking, then Jamie, um, hit me with this as we bring the show off. Go for it, baby. Uh, yeah. If um 2023, um, we are looking at doing a trip like UK Cowboys fans. Um. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, travel package. Uh, travel package, that's it, yeah. So we're, we're looking at going to a game. I couldn't, I couldn't get the words out. You caught me off guard. Usually Paul gets this on, isn't it? Um, we've had, we've had good friends at Cowboys Experience. Uh, I'm taking this week off, if you must know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, just, like I say, you just caught me off. So, yeah, we're looking at heading to a game in 2023 um, through our good friends at Cowboys Experience, the 
that package includes tickets, tour, meet and greets. Um, obviously, the, at the minute, game is to be decided. It's going to be, mm-hmm. we're going to look at the roster, at the roster, the schedule when it comes out. And But it's stick, stick with us in the group to see for updates of being able to pay deposits, etc. kind of stuff. That's um, right. So, yeah. And, uh, Graham, you can hit me with this read and then we'll get out of here. Yeah, so if you're planning on going to a game this year, um, make sure you book with Cowboys Experience, our sponsor. Um, they have meet and greets, stadium tours, game tickets available, tailgating before and after the games, and an awful lot more. You just have to book up. And make sure you use that discount code UK Cowboys because... You get you free stuff. Yes. So that's it, guys. Pre-season show is over and out. Um, so now you're back to two shows a week, although I'm lying because next week there's no post-game show. So uh, a week today is our first pre-game show, and then you're into two weeks, um, as well as some other bits and pieces and other shows that are going on um, with all of us. So make sure you look out for that. They could pop up at any time. Big uh- <laughs> Lebarski, I've got your back. Tune in next week. <laughs> Yeah, um, so make sure you join us every Tuesday, every Thursday going forward. And as well, keep an eye out for things on a Friday and a Saturday, as well as um, updates from our social medias on game day. Just a big shout out to everybody coming tonight. You guys are the MVPs. We always say that. The MVPs of this show are the Yukis who uh, keep us going here. Otherwise... You'll just see four of us flatly talking and slowly dying away. (laughs) I don't know. Anyway, uh, as we do, these guys are going to finish off the show. We'll see you all after the weekend. Stay safe, everyone. Have a good one, guys. Go Cowboys. Thanks for tuning in. Stay safe for the rest of the weekend. Football's here. Let's go Cowboys. Football season is back, baby. Finish the fight.